0: Thanks for being with us. This is the Beyond the Game program coming to you from the BTG Studio in Rochester, New York. Sports Talk without the trash talk. I'm Rick Benson. Along with me is Zach Barletta. You can follow us on Twitter and other social media platforms at BTG Program or stop by our website, which is BTGprogram.com. While at our website, you can subscribe to the podcast, have it downloaded automatically, just like people all around the country and all over the world do each and every week. This week we're saying a special hello to Lakeland, Florida, Zach, a place I lived for two years. They were listening in to last week's show via the podcast. I spent the two years there right when the Tampa Bay Lightning were getting going. So I got a chance to go to a few games. They played at the Expo Hall at the Florida State Fairgrounds, and that was between Tampa and Lakeland. Real easy to get to right off I-4. I got to see plenty of Detroit Tigers spring training games. They trained there in Lakeland. Lakeland is a birthplace of many great athletes. Chris Sale is from there. Justin Forsett, Boog Powell, musician J.D. Sumner, who hits those real low notes. Gospel singer, did a lot with Elvis.
2: Blind and fancy, and all I can boast about. After all these years, the Lord still lives in this old house.
0: Chances are, if you were born in Lakeland, you are of the good looking variety of people. <laughs> Thanks for listening in Lakeland, wherever it is you're listening from, however it is you're listening. We thank you for being with us as well. Let's get this show started for real by sending it over to you, Zach, and you can give us this week's shenanigan statements.
1: All right, number one, Jason Witten's surprise return to the Dallas Cowboys is all about being the team's next head coach. What do you think there? I don't think so. I I mean, for one thing, Jason Witten, or not Jason Witten. Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett just got a contract extension, so he seems to be reasonably safe. I think for Jason Witten, it was just about getting out of the booth. I don't think there's anybody on the planet besides his mother who thought he was good in the booth and the way out of it for him was to make several million dollars doing what he does best and what he loves most. So I think it was just a way to get out of the booth for a while.
0: You know, I'm going to actually disagree with you and think that there is something to this. I obviously have no idea. But you know what? When, when you're in a booth, and I, I realize a lot of people were on him that he wasn't that great, but you don't get worse. You got that first year under your belt. Mm-hmm. Why would you give up on it now? I, I do think that Cowboys love to hire their own. Oh, yeah. I I think there could be something to it. I just do.
1: I think he also wasn't very comfortable in the booth. He never seemed like he really was comfortable. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean,
0: But if that were the case, can't you just walk away? You would I, think I don't so. know why you would need to go back to playing as a built-in excuse. I'll tell you what. If he wants it, I think that job's going to be
1: open well before the end of that contract extension. So <laughs> it'll be available. Number two, in an overtime shootout on Sunday, New York Rangers goalie Alexander Georgiev tried to stop Capital's Alex Ovechkin game-winning goal by throwing his stick and deflecting the puck. The refs at first called a no-goal, but then appropriately changed the call to a goal. Truth or shenanigans, the NHL should allow such play so long as it doesn't interfere with the player himself.
0: You know, that was kind of a funny thing to watch. I enjoyed it. No, I, I guess not shenanigans. They shouldn't. But then as I said that, I'm thinking, well, why not? What difference? As long as he doesn't interfere with the player, what real difference does it make? I don't know. I. What do you think? That was a tough one to call for me because it
1: was really entertaining to watch it those was. replays. And, you know, all I can really think of is a player safety thing where – somebody doesn't know there's a stick there and trips over it or if it hits somebody in the eye or whatever. But I would say the odds of that have got to be so rare that, you know, if they decide
0: to allow it, I'm fine with it. It was more or less he slid it across the ice, which to me, when the goalies are in that situation, they are at a such a disadvantage Mm -hmm. that sliding their stick across the ice to me gives them sort of makes it a little fair. Maybe they could write something in where he can't. Throw it, or he can't go higher than the ice. I, I don't know. I guess the whole thing is stupid. So, sticking with hockey. Last week, John Tavares returned with his Maple Leafs to Nassau County
1: to play the Islanders for the first time since leaving the team he had played for for nine years. Truth or shenanigans? Fans were right to boo the star they once loved.
0: Boy, that was tough. And and I know the background for why the Island. I'm an Islanders fan. I know why they want to boo him. Yeah, I think they have a right to boo him, though you know what, I, I don't think they're right to do it, but they have the right to do it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean.
1: I agree. They have the right to. I don't think it's deserved. I That's if, a better way to say it. I don't That's know if, what I was trying to say. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the story, but apparently what happened is he was ready to skip free agency and re-sign with the Islanders because he was so committed to the process there, and his agent said, look, you've got to at least take these meetings with interested teams. And he met with the Leafs. And they sold him on the chance to come home and what they were building there. And he was so blown away that he changed his mind and he went there. But I think we've had this conversation before where players don't owe anything to the team that drafted them. You know, he didn't choose to be an Islander in the first place. He was drafted there, and, of course, he accepted their offer of millions of dollars to to be there initially. But, you know, he had a great time being there. He was a fantastic player there. But it's up to him to do what he feels is right for him and for his family, and I don't think fans should boo him for that. While they have the right to, I think it's undeserved.
0: Yeah, I just think that they're still—they resent that he didn't decide earlier and let the Islanders know, and they lost the chance to get things back. We have a bonus
1: fourth question this week. We're running out of time, so let's answer it in one sentence each. Bryce Harper's 330000000 million, 13-year deal with no opt-out included will be one that is ultimately regretted by
0: both sides. I absolutely agree with this. This type of money, one, is crazy, but the years, how is this not a, an anchor for the Phillies when they start to get into the 10th, 11th, 12th year? And then from Harper's opinion, point of view... You're trapped. You're mm-hmm. trapped. I, this may, this contract doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I
1: disagree. I say shenanigans. I think that while the end of that contract might be tough, they're going to win at least one World Series with this core, and that will make it worth it.
0: Maybe. I'm not as sold as on Bryce Harper as you are. I've seen him go through prolonged slumps, and I just—
1: He is a very streaky player, but he's incredibly talented. This is the best ballpark for hitting he's ever played in. His career numbers there are fantastic, and the lineup around him is dynamite. I think he might be the MVP.
0: All right, time for a break. He's the great Zach Barletta. My name's Rick Benson, and this is the Beyond the Game program. Time now to look back on the week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics. This is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Wednesday, March 6th. The Red Hawks recap being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Starting in basketball, the Roberts Wesleyan women's team beat the University of Bridgeport last Friday night, 65-49, getting 22 points from junior DeShelo Satorius and a double-double, 19 points and 10 rebounds from senior Taylor Bino. The ladies followed that up with a 66-62 victory over Mercy College on Sunday. Junior Emily Miller notching a double-double with 20 points and 16 rebounds. On the men's side, after losing Friday to Bridgeport, 67-62, the Red Hawks bounce back on Sunday, defeating Mercy 77-60. Senior Gene Toussaint scored 16 points in the win, while fellow senior Justin Vaughn and freshman Fopi Okuyiga each had 14 points. Unfortunately, both the men's and women's basketball seasons came to an end on Wednesday with first-round losses in the ECC playoffs. The women lost to LIU Post 74-70, despite getting 22 points from Miller and 15 from Bino. And the men played the University of Bridgeport for the second time in just a few days, losing 92-82. Okiega had 27 points, with Vaughn getting 20. Last Saturday, the men's tennis team defeated Millersville University 4-3. And also on Saturday, the women's lacrosse team suffered its first loss of the young season, falling to Assumption College 19-8. Junior Jessica Giancurcio led the Red Hawks with three goals. They bounced back in a big way, though, on Monday with a 25-0 shutout over the University of the District of Columbia. Sophomore Lindsey Brinkell was the leading scorer for Roberts with five goals. Senior Emily Knight had a game-high seven assists. And it's that women's lacrosse team who will provide your only opportunity in the week ahead to see Roberts Wesleyan Athletics at home. On Tuesday, March 12th, they'll welcome in Edinburgh University for a 4 p.m. match. Then on Saturday, March 16th, they will host Queens College. Start time is scheduled for 1 p.m. If you can't make it to the games, you can follow all the action at their website, robertsredhawks.com. There you'll also find scores, highlights, much more. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter at Redhawks. This has been the Redhawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College.
2: If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA National Championship appearances, and 96 student-athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu.
1: Hey, it's Zach. If you're a fan of unsolved mysteries, mythical monsters, murder whodunits, or just podcasts in general, check out my other show, the Myths and Mysteries Podcast. Every two weeks, my brother Spencer and I tell fascinating stories about topics like the Bermuda Triangle, JFK's assassination, chupacabras, serial killers, and more. You can find us by searching for Myths and Mysteries on iTunes or Google Play, or on our website, mythsandmysteriespod.com. Don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Myths Podcast. So go check out the Myths and Mysteries Podcast, and we'll see you next time.
0: Welcome in, folks. We are truly honored that you have chosen to take a few minutes to join us here on the Beyond the Game program. We're recording from the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. We're talking sports from a faith-based point of view, and we're giving you a perspective that we're pretty certain you're not going to get on other sports talk programs. I almost hesitate to bring this next topic up. I know that here in Western New York where we are, there are many passionate Bills fans. Maybe I should just say many passionate anti-Patriot fans. My friend across the studio here is perhaps the chiefest among them. I know that any mention of the New England Patriots, gets him fairly riled up, gets many others fairly riled up. That said, by now most of our listeners are well aware that 77-year-old Patriots owner Robert Kraft has been charged with soliciting prostitution after authorities conducted a human trafficking sting at a Florida day spa. For his part, the billionaire denies engaging in illegal activity and has pleaded not guilty. However, police say they have video from hidden cameras, which show Kraft and other suspects, by the way, participating in the alleged sex acts.
1: that's the thing that got me, is he he pled not guilty, but the police are like, we got him on video on two separate occasions. So, you know, it just,
0: I was like, how do you plead not guilty if they've got you on video? Though Kraft is only suspected of soliciting prostitution, authorities believe, though reports say they're having a hard time proving this, that the women working at the spa were victims of human trafficking, having been recruited from from China with promises of legitimate employment only to be forced into doing sex work. No doubt a very serious situation, no doubt. One which has seemingly renewed outrage over the issue of sex trafficking. Nondescript spas, massage parlors such as one Kraft was allegedly to have visited Man, they are in strip malls and storefronts all across America. They hide themselves really in plain sight. They offer legal services to their potential customers. Mm -hmm. I read a report, though, which said as many as 9,000 of these massage parlors offer illegal services, making them illegal massage parlors, and that they operate in over 1,000 cities nationwide. This is according to the Polaris Project, a nonprofit that runs the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Needless to say, this is troubling. Human trafficking is tragic, and unfortunately, it's difficult for law enforcement to monitor. We're all aware of the callousness of the general public when it comes to people getting caught in situations like this. At least a portion of the general public, which takes the social media and the comments section of online news sites. This is not about football. This is not something to laugh about, not something about which college-level humor is appropriate. And I'm not about to defend Robert Kraft here, but perhaps there are things that need to be taken into consideration, not in an attempt to excuse him, but maybe to avoid over-vilifying him unnecessarily. We don't excuse stealing, In our society, we don't. But when it's stealing in an attempt to feed one's family, well, then that sort of presents a different light on the narrative, doesn't it? Now, again, not making excuses for him, not justifying his solicitation of a prostitute. But this is a guy whose wife of 48 years passed away only seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Is it possible this is a lonely old man trying to take care of some natural urges that he still has? What's a guy supposed to do in a situation like that? Especially a guy who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ on which to depend or to ask for help in resisting temptation. Despite Florida State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg saying, this is not about lonely men, it's about contributing to the trade, many times it absolutely is about lonely and unfulfilled men. You could tell me how you would have handled it. You could tell me how he should have handled it. Maybe you could say he should have moved on by now, but you are not he. Different people grieve differently. People heal differently. And people do some things they normally wouldn't do, especially when they're lonely. In some ways, I feel for a guy who felt like getting a happy ending at a massage parlor was the best option that he had going for him. Again, not making an excuse, not justifying it but in some ways this is kind of sad i doubt he had any idea that these girls were trafficked if indeed they were maybe but i doubt it not every person by the way who is performing sex for money is forced into doing it i'm told that many who work in massage parlors as opposed to on the street or in, or for escort services that they are less likely to be forced And perhaps see it as an opportunity to make a little extra money, offering above and beyond their normal services. Mm -hmm. That's just what I'm told. I cannot verify that, but I'm told that by someone very familiar with human trafficking. Here's an interesting thing. Take the possibility of trafficking out of the equation. Let's just say for the sake of the argument that this girl was indeed making a couple of extra bucks on her own accord. We don't know. But let's just say, had she not done it at the spa, but instead had she had dinner with Mr. Kraft and went back to his hotel afterwards and they had done the same thing, had money not changed hands, everything would have been all right. But because money changed hands, it became illegal. It was no longer just two consenting adults engaging in a sex act. Do you see the hypocrisy in that? Yeah. Why is one okay and one isn't? This is why the Bible standard is so much clearer. It's sinful because it was sex outside God's marriage design. Frankly, if you're saying it's okay for two adults to have sex outside of marriage, then why does it matter if money changed hands? Here's what's even crazier. Had they been shooting a porn video, had they brought in a camera, uh, of course, had they filled out whatever paperwork needs to be filled out, I don't know how those things work. Again, then it would have been fine because it would have been a business arrangement. You see the hypocrisy there? Again, I'm not justifying because the Bible says sex outside of marriage is wrong, but society's view of the whole thing is hypocritical. This should not be about your football allegiances. This should not be about your bitterness over the success of the New England Patriots. should not be about how much you dislike that football team or its players. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 8, verse 7, coincidentally enough, in response to those accusing a woman of sexual sin, he said, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Of course, they only brought the woman before Jesus. They didn't bring the guy, probably somebody they knew. So like many condemning Robert Kraft, they're singling out one individual while protecting another, perhaps. I'd like to talk for a moment or two about those making this a football story, about uh, maybe especially you Bills fans who are throwing stones at Robert Kraft, mocking him, taking delight—I mean, absolute sheer delight—in his suffering. Let me ask you, are you without sin? Heck, are you without sexual sin? Proverbs chapter 24, verses 17 and 18 says, Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. Do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, or the Lord will see it and be displeased and turn his anger away from him. If we truly love the way God commands us to love, we'd be grieved when our enemy falls, when he stumbles in some way. If you rejoice when they suffer adversity, you've sinned. And let me just say that if God finds you enjoying or finding satisfaction in someone else's pain or trouble, you best beware. God will see your selfish, your vengeful attitude, and he will be angry at your wicked heart. He may even pass the punishment, which had originally been designed for your enemy, onto you. Revenge is a sin. Vengeance is reserved for God. Romans chapter 12, verses 19 to 21 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Someone you may not like may lose their job, may get in a car accident, maybe go through a divorce, get sick. It's only a wicked and spiteful heart which takes pleasure in that. The Bible says we should do what we can to help them. That's the ultimate vengeance, isn't it? Proverbs chapter 25, verses 21 and 22 says, If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Does someone at work maybe irritate you some? Is there maybe someone at your church who just, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to like you? Maybe your neighbor just continuously frosts your fanny for some reason. How are you going to respond to those situations? Though they dislike you, you should love them anyway. Though they talk about you, you should talk kindly about them. If they ignore you, make it a point to greet them and be friendly toward them. Listen, if you've responded inappropriately in the past, you're not alone. We're all sinners. The question is whether or not you've ever done anything about your sin. Without forgiveness of sins, we all face the wrath of God separation from him, hell. John 3.36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Jesus paid the debt of our sin with his death on the cross. His death was a sacrifice for us. He gave his life to pay the debt of our sins. But then he rose again from the dead three days later, proving he had the power over life and death. God offers his love and his mercy to every single person. That free gift of eternal life in heaven with him is available to anyone willing to accept it. But he asks that you admit your sin and seek his forgiveness. First John one nine says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Pray to God and admit your sin and guilt. It's just that easy. Tell him that you believe he died on the cross for you, that he was buried, and that he rose again. Ask God to forgive you, and ask him to help you in repenting and turning away from sins. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says that, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If we can help, please let us know. Maybe you want more information. Perhaps you're ready for the very first time to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins. Please reach out to us at our website, btgprogram.com. That's btgprogram.com. Once again, we're so glad to have you with us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program.
2: Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College. We're proud to be a serious athletic school with great opportunities for serious athletes. In fact, we have the only Division II athletic program in the area. Our many varsity programs range from basketball, tennis, and cross country to track and field, golf, volleyball, and soccer. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu.
1: Learn more at stjude.org. You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support.
0: So glad to have you along here on the Beyond the Game program. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. Let's close out this week's show with our You Like That segment. It's in Mark chapter 10, verse 14, where Jesus reminds his disciples to let the little children come to him, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. This past week, the D3 Wesleyan University men's lacrosse team in Middletown, Connecticut held a press conference to introduce its newest player, 8-year-old J.J. Lopez, who signed his National Letter of Intent at that press conference. J.J. suffers from Common Variable Immune Deficiency, (CVID), an incurable immune disorder that leaves patients susceptible to illness and infection. J.J. was on the roster when the top-ranked team in its conference won its first game of the season. The local boy was supposed to be drafted back in February, but fell sick before the event could be organized. Wesleyan players reached out with emails about how excited they were to meet him and what a great addition to their program he would make. J.J. will attend games and practices, hang out with players, and participate in team activities. Wesleyan University's extra effort to encourage a sick child and help him feel included is what I like like this
1: week. What I liked this week was not actually a news story. The other night I was sitting in my recliner ready to watch a replay of the Yankees' uh, spring training game, and my two-and-a-half-year-old son climbs up in my lap, and he goes, Daddy, we watch baseball. And I was like, heck yeah, kid, we can watch some baseball. So like that? I just appreciated that? the chance to watch some baseball with my son and the, the opportunity that sports gives us to bond over something like that with our kids.
0: I gave you, you an extra, that? you, like that, you like that, I hit the button too quick. I dig it. That's the end of our show for this week. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Beyond the Game program. I invite you to tune in again next week as we continue our conversations, mixing both sports and faith. This radio program is only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners, and we do thank you very much. It's because of your prayers and financial gifts which make the Beyond the Game program possible. Please keep us in prayer, asking God to use this Sports Talk radio program to impact those who hear it. If you'd like to have a part in making the Beyond the Game possible please visit our website btgprogram.com For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at this same time Be bold and be great this week everybody